Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is happening, Chicago Bears fans? This is T-Formation Conversation. I'm Lester Wiltfong, and I've got a special guest today. You may have heard me on his show. I've done his show like like five or six times. He is the uh, the host, the owner, the CEO of the Line for Line podcast. It's my guy, Devon Booker. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing tonight, young man? Doing good. How you doing? I'm actually honored to be on your show right now. Oh, I feel like it. so much pressure right now. I'm sweating bullets right now. So, so I've done I've done your show like six times. Yeah. And then the last three or four times I've done your show has been. In studio, and that's actually where we are today. I'm actually in studio. We just got done wrapping up a bear report with you for your show. Mm-hmm. So even though you're on my show, I'm in your studio. So you have home field advantage still. <laughs> I'm still nervous. I gotta feel like live up to your. Why are you nervous? Right I mean, you, you've been doing this podcast thing for a long time. I mean, I, I mean, you have like you know baseball, hockey. I mean, you talk to like everybody yeah. in all walks of life. <laughs> And now you're sitting there acting like you're nervous. Cause man, just to be on your level, bro, that's that, that's it. a big that's a that's the big ridiculous. boots to fill, you no, know. I, I just know enough to be dangerous. That's all I know. <laughs> just enough. You know, if you do something long enough, you're gonna fool them all into thinking you're you're good at something. Yes, sir. That's all I'm doing. I'm just I'm, I'm tricking everybody here. That that that. All right, so so let's talk about the Bears. So so brand new head coach, brand new GM. Mm-hmm. You know, first off, the Bears fired Nagy Pace. Okay, long overdue. Long over. That's what I'm gonna ask you. you. You wanted to see them go last year too, right? Like most Bears definitely fans. did. Um, with Matt Nagy, it was just the same thing, over and over and over. You know, and then it's just like when your coach showing that he's not competent, especially whether it's the media pressers, whether it's the same stupid look that he has on the sideline when it when the plays don't work that he's done. It's like you got to get this clown out of there. You got to get this clown out of there because he was just called the most. Idiotic pass plays on like third and two when you should have just ran the ball or whatever the case may be. So happy to see him gone. And then Ryan Pace, obviously, you know he was he had some hits. You know I that mean, one hurt. That one hurt. Me. I mean, when we've talked about on your show quite a bit how you know Eddie Jackson, Tariq Cohen, mm-hmm. you know Jordan Howard, some of the late round gems, and then of course recently you know Roquan Smith, mm-hmm. the trade for Justin Fields. You know, so I mean, are you okay with him? And do you think they made the right move at the time? For the time, they I just feel like they needed that new look, you know. No matter how much you like the guy or whatever the case may be, you just got to move on, you know. Because in life, we have those people close to us. Like, I dig you, man. I like you. But our visions just don't align right now, you know. So I just have to keep powering forward. It was nice while it lasted, whatever the case may be. But I got to keep moving forward. It's like, it's like there's, an, there's a expiration date on mm-hmm. certain things. Yes, sir. If you're not continually, you know, showing out. At some point, you got to make a change. So. Exactly. So, are you good with Ryan Poles as the new GM? Yeah, like like I remember you talked about it on our show as well too. It's a really good success story. Got played for the Bears twenty years ago. Didn't make the roster, you know. So obviously, he knows the importance of being a player ahead of anything. Offensive line men ahead of anything. So I, I, I think they got this one right. And then he brought in Ian Cunningham, his assistant GM, is also a former offensive lineman. So, so we're thinking. 
we're going to beef up the O-line. Yes, sir. So that's news to me, not the move, but I'm saying, like, an assistant, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't remember the Bears ever doing this that. This is you know? the first ever. They, they've had guys that have been technically the number two in that spot. Mm-hmm. Never titled him assistant GM. That's a new thing for the Bears. So what do you think that really means, that they got an assistant to the GM, and how will that work with, like, just the drafting process, the executive decisions? How will that work? I just like the the – the philosophy change with the Bears. You know, I know for, for a long time, Bears fans were, were always like, they got to have a team president. And, of course, McCaskey would always say that, you know, our football guy is the GM. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. So now we have, if that's your football guy, well, now there's a clear-cut number two. That's Ian Cunningham. So I think just having the structure a little different I think is good. And then, of course, at some point with Ted Phillips, team president, he may step away. I mean, there's some rumors now that, you know, he may be only be there for a couple more years to help oversee the the stadium getting mm-hmm. built. And then when that's done, he may kind of ride off to the sunset. And then maybe you bring in a an overseer-type football guy to kind of be over the entire organization. But you still let Ryan Poles be the top football guy because, you know, I mean, that's that's kind of why he took the job, mm-hmm. right? Yes, so, so head coach Matt Eberflus, a defensive-minded head coach. We talked on your show quite a bit about coaching candidates up to the up to the uh the hire mm-hmm. are you okay with the guy that's a, a defensive guy being the head coach i definitely think so um obviously it's really cliche john madison defense wins championship oh, get out of here, <laughs> but no it's really good those that have that strong-minded defensive guy at the helm you know i'll definitely take that because obviously he can run the offense but his main focus is his defense as well and make sure Chicago still has that smash mouth defense. And I definitely think that was, that was the right move for that. Yeah. I, I like the fact that he's, he has that defensive mindset. I mean, he's already talked about how he's going to help Justin Fields a little bit, kind of show him certain things. And, you know, he, he's bringing in an offensive staff to kind of work around Justin Fields. And, you know, he brought in a guy, Alan Williams, who will be the, the his coordinator and he'll be calling plays. So Matt Eberflus will kind of be the overseer, kind of have his hand in everything. And, I think that's an underrated aspect of what a defensive head coach can do. You know, we kind of see it in Buffalo. They have Sean McDermott as a guy from the defense. And, you know, while Brian Dable gets all the accolades for building up Josh Allen, I bet a guy like McDermott had a lot to do with that as well because he can kind of help him coach him along, kind of help him understand things from a defensive perspective. I mean, it's, 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 at the end of the day, it's offense defense. You know, exactly. you, you got to understand both sides. So I think it's good to kind of go with uh, with the guy too. I, he wasn't my top choice. Yeah. How about you? Was he a top, was he one of your top I, choices? No, he definitely was not my top choice. I definitely think I, I wanted Dable. I wanted Leftwich. There's just so many other people. The offense. Who I had yeah. at, at the top of my list. You know. Yeah, I was the same way. I think it was. Uh, you know, I talked about it before. It's, there are like five guys I rather would have had than Eberflus, but mm-hmm. but now that he's the guy, now that I'm I'm. You know, looking into his background, I'm like, man, this guy is legit. And then, yeah. then of course, he talks, and he's he's old school, right? He has the, the you know, <laughs> like if you look at him, you're like, well, that's kind of corny. Well, some football players they dig it. Yeah, you know, they like that old school approach. So I think it's gonna be good for them. Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk a little bit about the stuff on the field. Obviously, the uh, the draft is coming up. The Bears don't have a lot of draft picks. You know, a lot of holes in the roster. You know, on the defensive side of things, what do you think is the biggest uh, hole that? They have to fill whether through the draft or free agency. What's the biggest hole on defense? That cornerback, that yeah, secondary, yeah. that secondary is horrible because I know how high you, how, how highly you speak on Kendall Vildor. Oh, you, you always Duke say he's Shelley. my guy. 
you know, at some point someone say, man, that lesser guy likes jelly. He's a dumbass. What's he talking about? That's just a joke. Everyone. Yeah. That's not serious. That's not my guy. I like to be funny with that. But yeah, the secondary, you know, um, the secondary has just been horrible. It still baffles me how they went into the season. Like, okay, we only have Jalen Johnson. We're going to be okay. We're going to go out there and contend with Duke Shelley, Kendall Vildor, Artie Burns, and who else? whoever else they had, you know. So, cornerback, I want to see an upgrade, whether it's trading or building through the draft, like you said. But obviously they do have Thomas Graham, but like you told me a couple weeks ago, you can't go into the season betting on him, you know. So, I mean, it'd be great. I mean, if he could, if he's the guy, I think he, I think he has some, some of his traits can fit because you know this is going to be more of a zone-based defense. You know, going back to the old uh, cover two principles, which we saw, of course, with Lovey Smith. I think he can kind of fit that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's a smart. You know, the, the, that's the thing with the, tough, the Tampa two. You have to be smart with your with your assignments. It's assignment-based football. Whether it's in the secondary, you have to know your zones. You have to know where you're going to be with the ball. You have to be in your in your right spot at all times because the guy next to you expects you to be there. Mm-hmm. And then if you're in the front seven, you know, which gap is your gap? You've got to be in your gap because the guy next to you expects you to have that gap covered. So I think Graham, his football IQ is the kind of guy where he may come in a surprise. He may win a job. Who knows? But can't count on that. Yeah. So, so we're, we are talking about they're going back to kind of a Tampa two style defense, mm-hmm. and of course the stars of it back in the Lovey Smith era was Brian Urlacher, Lance Briggs, and Lance Briggs on the weak side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Matt and Matt Eberflus's scheme in, in Indy, you know, his weak side linebacker was the star Leonard. Uh, Darius Leonard. So you think Roquan's going to stay in the middle? You think it's going to the weak side? It like. Glad you asked that. It literally depends on what they do, because obviously you got Trevathan out there as well too. But are are you trusting him to step up if Roquan does move from inside of the middle? Even though we do know Trevathan played middle linebacker when he was with Denver, when he originally came to Chicago Bears yeah. as well too. It literally just depends on what they do in the off season on how they're going to play that move right there. I think Trevathan's a a, a cut candidate because of his age, because of the salary, you know. The Bears are not up against the cap like they were last year. They have a little more room this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's a chance that Trayton may be gone. But, but again, he's a veteran. You know, uh, he, he, when he's healthy, he's decent. But kind of like you can't count on him being there because he's always down. He's always, he's always down. All he's the time, always yeah. off the field. Yeah. All right. Let's flip over to offense. Uh, what's the biggest holy thing on offense right now? Ooh, receivers. 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 I mean, a lot of people do speak highly. I mean, lowly on the offensive line that they need to attack the offensive line, but you got to put the points on the board. And not saying the offensive linemen do not contribute to putting the points on the board, but you do need a receiver because we still don't know what's up with Robinson. I've even been hearing that he's going to end up in Detroit, a pay, being paid, but on a team like well, he's that, from you know? Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that would so, be weird, man. If he goes there, I mean, it's if he goes to Detroit. I mean, let's say he has several offers. Mm-hmm. If he chooses Detroit, my guess he's chasing the money. If he goes like to KC, I'm obviously chasing rings. So that's gonna be interesting where he ends up. I mean, he's he's still relatively young. I think he's 29, 28. So 28. So he still has a chance to get a nice contract here. I don't think he will. Yeah. But you know, that's interesting to see where he ends up. So let's just say he doesn't get offered that contract that he wants. Do you think he just stays with the Bears, or or do you think they'll try to franchise tag him again? I don't think they'll tag him because the way he played this last season, he's he showed that. I don't want to call him out for dogging things because I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But mm-hmm. from my perspective, from a fan perspective, watching the games, he looked like he wasn't always 
checked into the to the game plan. And mm-hmm. part of it is maybe he just they they schemed him out. There obviously was a problem with uh, Nagy. You know, I don't think they got along very good. I mean, they talked about each other in public fine, but behind the scenes, maybe there was some friction there. So, brand new coaching staff, brand new GM. Maybe they say, "Hey, here's an offer." I can't see it happening, but I think I think you know at this point anything's on the table because who knows? Mm-hmm. What about Mooney? You think Mooney can be a, a true number one? Heck next year? no, no, no. I, no. I, I'm like the big. I'm the biggest Darnell Mooney fan. Like I love the kid, you know. But with him being like the smaller frame receiver, you, you're liable to get that guy hurt. Having him be be the number one and just receive that many targets per game, you know, you want to preserve the body, especially for the longer season. You want to make that run in the playoffs. He's just not built to be that number one. I, I just don't see it, and he he's a he's a good receiver, but he still lacks a lot about the game because obviously he's still young and learning. He's not ready to be. He had a little one. little dropsies this last season, mm-hmm. a little bit, but you know, again, you're talking Matt, Matt Nagy's offense, yeah. So 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 we talked a little about the O line. You, you got to boost it up a little bit. There was actually a question posed uh, on Twitter a few days back by Danny Parkins. He's a host of the Score. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, "What would you rather have? The best wideout in the game?" Or the best left tackle in the game. So I'm asking you that question. Would you rather have the best receiver or the best left tackle? I'd rather have the best left tackle. Okay. Why, why would you rather have the best left tackle? That, that first off, that's a very important position on that offensive line, and obviously he's going to keep your quarterback protected. You know, because you can get a quarterback that can make these receivers look like anyone. You know, because imagine how many times Aaron Rodgers had receivers out there looking like they were the next Devontae Adams. You know, so it's just all about the quarterback. And protecting him, protecting the getting the ball out as well, too. So, so uh, Parkins' thing was because you look at Cincinnati. They drafted Jamar Chase, who obviously a top receiver. They didn't. They passed in a tackle, mm-hmm. and they're in the Super Bowl. So I actually responded to him, and I'm like, well, that, there's nuance to that because do we have the best left tackle, and then do we have a guy like Javon Wims as your top receiver? <laughs> or do you have the best receiver, and then a guy like Jamarcus Webb as your left tackle? I mean, if to me, I think the answer to that question is the best wide out. Because you need someone that can catch the ball. Uh, if you have a decent left tackle, a decent offensive line, you know, s- s- look, I've broken down sacks at my site when he's hit the ground for, for over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. So many sacks are the fault of the quarterback for, for making mistakes, for not setting protection right, for, for not ball. making the right read. You know, O line, of course, they're responsible for their own sh- fair share. But I think if you get a smart scheme, and I think you have a smart quarterback. I think the wideout's more important than a, than a stud left tackle. Dang. I like how you broke that down. Uh, you know, but it depends. I mean, like, well, like, I was talking to my buddy the other day, and, and I asked him, I go, how many titles did Joe Thomas for the Browns? He was the best left tackle for, like, a decade. Yeah. And that team, they'd have, like, one winning season. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It just it's, it's, it's a good problem to have for the Bears if you can get a guy that's a stud in both spots and you f- worry about it. But, you know, <laughs> we'll see. So, before I get out of here, I want to talk to you real quick about Social media, Twitter today, the huge David Montgomery discussion is breaking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a guy, I know uh, Jonathan Wood, he writes for the Bears blog. He had an article today. He broke down David Montgomery, the analytics behind it. He took his his rushing yards over expected, you know, his yards per carry, like all the analytics. You know, um, his conclusion was, you don't pay a guy like David Montgomery a, a second contract, a big contract, you know, because. I'm not putting words in the mouth, but running backs are a dime a dozen. That's the that's the a lot of people think. So, where are you with David Montgomery? Is he a guy? He has one more year in his deal, so he'll be here regardless this next season. Mm-hmm. 
Do you pay him? I think you do pay him. How much do you pay him? That's the key, though, right? I that, and yeah, exactly. It just depends on what he's asking for. If he's asking for too much, then you potentially let him find the open market for him, you know. But the market won't be as big as he thought, you know. What's the saying? The grass isn't always greener yeah. on the other side. Because just look at last year. He went down the emergence of Herbert, Herbert you know. And it's like as soon as he comes back, they don't give Herbert the ball anymore, you know what I'm saying? So it's like someone else can just easily step up for you, you know, and they'll do it for half of the amount that you're asking for as well too. And that's just how the business works, you know. So he wants what? Get him on. Let's bring this cat over here who will do it for 500, 600,000 less. Yeah. And let's do the darn thing. I just think there's certain backs you pay, but I just think even even those guys that you pay are kind of getting getting phased out of, of franchises because Saquon Barkley, you gave him, they gave him the Giants gave him a ton of money. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, the Cowboys, ton of money. I don't think those guys are worth that kind of paycheck. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, a few years back, he wanted huge money. Mm-hmm. He didn't get it. He went in his own way. He was never the same player. I think at some point with running backs, they just they expire. I mean, mm-hmm. it's as much as I love David Montgomery, the way he plays the game, I'm with you. I think uh, you let him play out the string. You offer him a contract that you f- that you feel is fair, okay? If he doesn't want it, it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they're a dime a dozen. There's a kid hungrier for you, hungrier than you. They'll do it for way less. So, Well, I think a big part of that is because the college game, there's just so many great, great athletes. And there's so many great running backs. I think that's kind of we're starting to see it now trickling the receiver because mm-hmm. so many teams in college now run a spread. So there's so many wideouts. So don't pay a guy like Allen Robinson huge money when you could draft a guy that could become the next Allen Robinson and become a guy that's a legit number one that can actually has those skill set because there's so many you can find guys in in the second or third round now that are quality. Darna Mooney, for example, exactly. fifth round pick out of Tulane. He may not be the number one. But he's a heck of a number two and a heck of a number three. Mm-hmm. So if you can find, you know, three or four of those guys in the draft, then there's no need to pay those guys huge money. So yes, sir. And it sucks. I don't want Allen Robinson to go. He's pretty dope, you know. But I, he's really good off the field. A good locker room guy, from we heard, in, except for this last season. Like I said, this last season is kind of weird. A weird, uh, the, the whole the whole Bears locker room whole thing was kind of strange the whole season. A lot of weird stuff popping. So yeah, who knows? But I did tell you though a couple weeks ago that they schemed that man out of the yeah. out of the out of production. You know, because obviously Justin Fields grew the liking for Mooney. Wasn't getting the ball to Robinson as much, you know. Well, they so. weren't. From what I understand, they weren't working out as much off the field. Like, oh no, like, uh, like, like Mooney was Fields' guy. Like, whenever he wanted to throw, Mooney's there. Let's go. Let's go throw. Let's go work out together. And, and Robinson seemed like he wasn't as into it as you think he would have since he was technically in his contract year. He wanted to get paid. Mm-hmm. I expected a huge year from Robinson. I wrote about it on my site. I figured that he would have a big year because he wants that paycheck. He's not going to get it now. Yeah. Sucks, but that's the game. Cool. Any other final thoughts before we get out of here? Thank you very much for having me on your show. I feel like I'm a celebrity Stop. right now. I You're definitely so appreciate it. For real. Hopefully I can get 10, 20,000 subscribers oh, on Twitter stop. now. Stop it. It's just, it's just Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone on there is a bunch of jackasses. We're, we're all just, you know, just full of it on there. So Yes, sir. On Twitter. So, so uh, on Twitter, you are at where at? I am at Line for Line Podcast. And what's your personal Twitter? You got that on there? I You're do. You're never on Twitter, are you? It's, I, all, it's all the brand. Yeah, I know. Line like, for Line. I know. It's all about the line. <laughs> I know. Like I said, I always forget. What is my – it's Kicks Too Dope. 
I love I love sneakers. Shoes. Yep, I love sneakers. I have. But you're all about the the line for line podcast, and yep. they can find you that on on YouTube. You can find me at line for line podcast on YouTube, on Instagram, Twitter. Facebook as well, Line for Line podcast. And you're doing stuff. You're doing it's not just bear stuff. You're doing it's like not just bears. Nope. It's Marvel not. comics. Yes, you're sir. Huge in the comics. Yes, sir. And then what else? You got you got basketball. You got hockey. You got Football, baseball. Yep. You got stuff. What like, like lacrosse? A, like, yeah. Um, disco disco golf. Disc, disc golf. What? Yep. Disc golf is. One Who the hell? Softball? You talk to someone that's in disc golf. I, yeah. I missed that episode. I gotta check that one yeah, out. Yeah, my god. It actually didn't even come out yet. It's coming out very very uh, soon. Okay. And then you got something else coming up. You got like Line for Line after dark. I got Line. For line after dark too if you guys want to see and that's some, a, some pretty cool looking ladies you know oh, just hear their stories and okay. everything like that definitely get you guys the links to check that in too so you're like not just sports you're all over the place i'm all over the place i've always been a diverse person you know because nice. if you're you're a person you have multiple hobbies you know and that's where i, I like to talk about them all Something for everybody all right that is devon booker i'm lester and uh until next time yes sir. bear down my friends